Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Kaplan, and Mandy Fabian is in London at the world premiere of her film, Just Plus None. So I have brought in an incredible substitute, ladies and gentlemen, actress, comedian, writer, producer, animation expert, hilarious, all-around wonderful superstar, Kelly Vrooman. Oh, that was an intro and a half. <laughs> but I now I only, I have to get this off my chest. Okay. I only ask you, I obviously had my choice of everyone. Of everyone in the entire world. We call you everyone. I could call you Kelly Vrumandy. <laughs> That's me. Yes. That's why you're here. That's perfect. So Kelly and I might agree on on our movie that we watched. We might disagree. It might be... Uh, I have the feeling we'll disagree. Ooh, we might disagree. But everybody grab a couch and let's get to it. Cut this shit. So Kelly, I introduced you with all of my... None of them are a lie, but all of my career adjectives that you are. Can you tell everybody who you are, where they can find you once they fall in love with you today? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I've lived a thousand lives within the industry, uh, which means I've also haven't uh, climbed to A-list in any of those lives because I keep moving on. Um, But (laughs) I got uh, my start on uh, the Sprout Channel, which is NBC's Kids Network, and now shifted names a couple of times. But um, yeah, uh, on a show called The Sunny Side Up Show and then had a spinoff, The Chica Show, where I worked in a costume shop run by Chicken Puppets. And then I moved to uh, LA. I do improv out here with uh, UCB. Um, I also started at one point, I was like, you know what, I guess I, I just, I'm hungering to just make my own stuff or just make stuff. So I just started making uh, videos on on social media and had quite a few of them go pretty daggone viral. Uh, I'm such a fan. Can you break down what you do with the lip syncing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid? So we, that's my favorite. We do this but... thing called um, According to Kids, where we have kids tell their version of fairy tales, and then we act it out as adult actors. And it it just kept growing in like production quality to the point where we had like this incredible director who's a good friend of mine named Jonathan Judge, and he directs just so he's like directed more pilots on TV than any other director out there. Like he's or he's had more pilots that he's directed go to series than like any other director out there. He's incredible. But he reached out and was like, I would love to do this uh, with you uh, and do Princess Bride. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, please. Oh my gosh, please. If And where do people go to find it? According to kids on Instagram or... You know what? Mostly um, those, those, that was when I was like really big into Facebook. Um, uh, So you can find that on Facebook. There's also on YouTube, but it's on my producing partner's page on YouTube. And I can't vouch for any of her other content. She's only my producing partner on that for that particular project. So um, I don't know what else is there, but, uh, but it's according to kids. And if you put my name with it on the Googles, it'll send you to a number of places you can watch it. Oh God. It's so brilliant. Casey and I watched it so many times and the beauty and the beast one is also a favorite. Um, it's such a simple, clean concept, much like the man cave, you know, best friends who have nothing in common except our names, but it's, you know, as kids tell these stories, they stammer, they make mistakes, they make fart noises, and you guys act it all out with such commitment such to the story and to the narrators. It's so funny. I encourage everybody to go. 
<laughs> and Kelly Vermandy has also been star of Miscast. Oh my gosh. It is uh, so much fun. I got my in through another member. Like I'd come as a fan to see my friend a couple times and then eventually weaseled my way in. Into my heart as well, Kelly Vrooman. Mandy, you are one of the first people, I, you know, you put up this hard shell, you put up this, like, I am a hard ass on whatever, but then you showed up to my house as one of the first people that came to meet both of my babies born during the pandemic. You were like, I will come, I will sit 15 feet away from you and stare at you with love daggers, which you did. Oh, I did. Well, I adore you. I adore that you're procreating. <laughs> makes the world a better place. I adore your husband. And I got to be honest, all of you pale in comparison to your adorable dog, Wampa. She's insane. She is absolutely a darling. The cutest, sweetest. So that's why I come. <laughs> Keep having babies. I don't care. I'm coming to see Wampa. Well, we won't keep having babies. We've, we've, um, Spencer has surgeried himself. I mean, not himself. He got, he got, <laughs> 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 he gave himself a vasectomy. <laughs> sure, sure. But similar to my mom taking out a, 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 what do you call it? Uh, a splinter. A splinter. You burn a needle and you That's dig it out. It was. You, yeah. In fact, yeah. your mom, your mom helps. Your mom, and no, I'm just kidding, gross. Bless her heart. She doesn't listen. We can say whatever we want about my mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what kind of stuff are you generally into when you, what shows are you streaming? What do you, what fills your time these days besides your two kids? Uh, I just streamed season two of White Lotus. I A, didn't know it was season two. It was so off my radar until I saw Jennifer Coolidge. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, I, I, it messed me up. <laughs> In, so good, right? Oh my gosh, it is so good. But then last night, it was literally last night was when I ended it. I'm laying in bed, Mandy, and I was just like, who do I trust in this whole world? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, it's one of those shows that just, I don't know. What did you think? I loved White Lotus. I loved season one madly. And then I was hesitant about season two because I thought, how are they going to top that? And, um, and I have a big thing about diversity and the, I was like, oh, they just took all the diversity out and that's how they're going to top it in season two, exactly. which was not cool. But then it got me, it just drew me in and it got me. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I need to watch season one because I'm feeling the oh, same way about season, yes. season one because I love season two so much. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's totally, it's, I like that they exist separate. I like that you could start on season two and not feel left out or lost. They did a wonderful job of making it feel like the same thing, but its own entity, its own special gift to humanity. Yeah. Is it the same hotel staff? Is it the same hotel or is it a different location? Not at all. Oh, no, no. All different. Uh, okay. It's not Italy. It's not and It's an entirely different cast except Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she's in season one? Oh, God. Kelly Vermandy. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. He's the only connecting character. Uh, yeah. Oh, well then. Oh, I have so many feelings right now. Oh yep. gosh. Now I want to go watch season one just to just so I can keep her al alive in, in my heart. <laughs> she's so 
magical and her getting her due now is so satisfying, you know, mm. for 20 years to be, oh, that lady from that thing. Yes. Oh, she's funny. I've seen her in something. Who's she? Now everyone knows her name. She was on the cover of People Magazine last week or two weeks ago. It was, it's so well earned. Yes. Um, yes. And, and I'm sure you know people who know her and as do I. And her reputation is as a stellar human being. I've never heard a negative thing about her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, man. When somebody just keeps plugging away and showing up and freaking bringing their A game every time. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me last night we watched the season premiere of Ted Lasso season three and uh, Brendan Hunt is somebody I did a musical with 15, no, I was pregnant. So 12 years ago, 13 oh, years ago, gosh. did a musical with him. Such a great guy, goofball, creative, smart, fun. And now here he is, international superstar. And, you know, he conceived of Ted Lasso a long, long time ago and kept plugging away until it got done. He's another, I mean, I, I, he was completely under my radar. I mean, I'm one of those people that had no idea who he was until he came up with this. And then I'm like, uh-huh. you see that, wait, he's, he's more than just an actor who is in this thing. What? Yeah. This guy. Yeah. He's incredible. I know. It's, it's all, uh, it's why we stick with it. It's why we keep changing things up and, and rebirthing ourselves in our careers and everything. It's because there is that brass ring. And Mandy and I got into a big debate about the Oscars. She doesn't like it when people accept their Oscar and they say, stick with it and you could have an Oscar too. That really pisses her off because she's like, it's not about winning an Oscar. Of course it's not. It's about doing what you love and having the world embrace it. Okay. It pisses me off because I'm like, no, that's not true. (laughs) I can stick with it for my whole life and still die without an Oscar or without ever being whatever. And like, yeah, I have a big problem. People like you can be whatever you want to be. I feel like that always has with it attached or at least the people I've talked to, or I feel like it's most common that that's attached to also a degree of fame or a degree of like getting paid a whole ton, whatever you want to do. You can no, those things are not, you can work your ass off and never, sorry, it's just true. So I, I'm always annoyed when people are like, this is me. I, you could be me. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't right. know. But it's also, what other profession is it? Uh, are people saying that? Most people choose their career because it's what they love to do. Mm. You know, if you're lucky, you're a lawyer because you love to be a lawyer. You're an author because you love to write. Mm. You're not doing it with that end game of a prize. Yeah, you could be me. Go to law school, work hard. I feel like any other any other industry when you're like, you could be me and you could be me makes so much more sense than in the entertainment industry. There's just so much about things that there's no prescription for it. And fortunately, you not a meritocracy, unfortunately. And you and I get to make our living doing this, but I truly wouldn't know how to tell somebody else to do that other than diversify and then show up every time with your A game. Now, all of that being said, I'm going to step off my soapbox and say, if there are podcast awards out there and the nominating committee would like to give Mancave a a podcast award, I'm not going to turn it down. I don't feel that strongly. And neither does Mandy (laughs) Fabian or our substitute, Kelly Brumandy. No, listen, Um, give us awards, give us awards and money and we'll take it. Exactly. With gratefulness. Here's my wild transition to what we watched. Yes. Marie Antoinette, 2006. Mm -hmm. Sophia Coppola written and wrote it, directed it, starring Kirsten Dunst, Jason Schwartzman. Pete, play that trailer, please. 
friendship between Austria and France must be cemented by marriage. <laughs> My youngest daughter, Antoine, will be Queen of France. It is a custom that the bride retain nothing belonging to a foreign court. You represent the future. All eyes will be on you. She looks like a child. So, I've heard you make keys as a hobby? Yes. It'll be interesting to see how long she lasts. <laughs> what on earth is going on with that young couple? It's a disaster. This is ridiculous. This, madame. Is Versailles. I'm afraid the Queen has a somewhat artistic temperament. It's not too much, is it? <gasps> no. like mad. People of France are hungry. The king and queen are complete blunderers. Don't they ever get tired of these ridiculous stories? Can't you do something? I'm not going to acknowledge it. She was in the shrubs at dawn with various men. He has quite a reputation. Queen. Letting everyone down would be my greatest unhappiness. The Bastille fortress was stormed. There's a mob of hundreds on their way. Okay, this actually won an Academy Award. For costumes. For costumes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I think it was exquisite. You loved it. The, and the shoes and all the detail that, you know, I mean, it was really not just putting big hoop skirts on people. It was, it, there was a lot to it. Yeah. Um, now you told me in our pre-show that was for Fandy's only. So the Gen Pop didn't hear why you chose this movie. Can uh, you explain? Yes. First of all, I never saw it. It's definitely the type of movie I would love. I love period pieces so much. Uh, but I just went to Paris and went to Versailles. And it kind of was like, I started, I don't know, when I was walking around Versailles and it occurred to me, Marie Antoinette did not build this. It was built by like a king, two or three kings before her husband. A, I was like, why did she get all the blame for how ornate this place is? Be, I, anyway, I started to really empathize with Marie Antoinette. And mm -hmm. I, as does this movie. As yeah. does this movie, which I wasn't sure if the movie would. I thought maybe they are leaning into the let them eat cake type thing. So it was, it was very, I was very curious to see what their take would be. What was your overall, I mean, I'm not asking for a rating yet, but did it live up to expectations? Did you expect to like it? I like period movies as well. Mm, okay. um, I was taken by the first image of her eating bonbons, getting a pedicure and looking so decadent and spoiled. And that image rocked me. Ooh. I, I just loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, first of all, get 
there I had such a hard time finding any like okay let's play this clip or let's play this clip because there's so little dialogue little dialogue so I little, know so little dialogue the whole thing also very little meaningful dialogue almost all the meaning is done visually and mm-hmm. or in montages or through um represent like music images and music it was I got goosebumps multiple times just by like, how am I feeling this when so little has been said? Yes. I am a huge dialogue. When I write, I freaking love writing dialogue. (laughs) It's such a challenge for me to find images that can say so much. And I feel like this movie was just freaking full of it. Yes. But it did make it hard. I have no clips to play. It was... (laughs) I was like, well, what? Everyone's going to hear, yes, madame. And then they're not going to see anything. So yeah, yeah. I know. Or they're going to like the one that I thought was fun because uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is okay. First of all, I had just basically gotten a master's course on Rantoinette with all my own research. I got obsessed. So while we were on the train leaving Paris, going up to Zurich, I just scoured, just like I freaking got, I was like, I'm going to write, I'm going to write a dissertation on this. I'm obsessed with what this is. So I'm researching, researching, researching. And it is so, it actually follows so many things from her life and from the French aristocracy, mm. the rules they had so much. I, like, yeah, I'm always someone that's disappointed when I read the book and then go see the movie. I just, I love books, but I had, yeah, it. I was very surprised at how much they were able to, A, it's all documented because they're, they were the only people at the time, everyone who's poor, they died and we know nothing about them, right? But the aristocracy, we know a ton about. (laughs) It was so accurate. And I really, I really appreciated that. But the story of Jason Schwartzman or the character of Jason Schwartzman, the story of Jason Schwartzman, the actor. Cousin of Sofia Coppola, which I found out. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, good. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun? Fun man fact. I, mm-hmm. it, yeah, he, tr- it's true of all the kings. It had become at this time, I don't know if you know this, normal. The position of the king's mistress was basically an expected position. She was almost all, she was always a married woman who that was, oh. yes, who would like work her way up and have this career goal of becoming the king's mistress. And, uh, even there were times when he was interested in someone who was not in the court. So they found her a husband so she could be in the high court and therefore could become oh. the mistress. Okay. But Louis XVI was such a nerd and only into locks and like globes. He never had mistresses. It l- was leaning heavily into the idea that maybe he was gay. I thought mm-hmm. that he could, he never wanted to sleep with with Marie Antoinette, he was always, you know, rebuffing her advances. And then I have to admit, I was slightly distracted through some of it because it is, it takes its time. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a face she's making right now. You know, I, I thought, oh, is she knocked up through Jamie Dornan or someone yeah. else? Right. Is that a, no. a thing? Is that a rumor? So, so that was definitely the rumors. People in the court did okay. not like Marie Antoinette because she didn't follow their rules. She clapped at the opera. How dare she? And I don't know if that was true, but that was the way <laughs> it was perceived here, right? right? She kind of spit in the face of what their rules were. But then the poor, the the general, the gen pop, the people who don't mm-hmm. belong to the man cave, uh, right. they, uh, those losers, they, no, I'm just kidding. 
It's French, so we say j'aime pop. J'aime pop. The j'aime pop. Uh, the yeah. j'aime pop. They didn't like her because she was another representation of the ongoing problem of the the aristocracy misusing funds and them, you know, the gen pop staying very poor, not being able to eat. So they mm-hmm. kind of threw her under the bus about some stuff. But yeah, there's no, there's no proof that um, that he that he was gay. That it, to go back to that, like, if he had been, if it had been totally an open thing, there would be more about it in the books. It seems like he was just fairly okay. sexual. Yeah. But there's probably, I mean, if there's anybody listening that's like, no, 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 here's a source, go read it. I would love to read it because now I'm up. Yes, a lot of historians are fandies. Very, uh, those two things on the Venn diagram really intersect and share space. Right. Great. I I didn't know anything about Marie Antoinette, other than let them eat cake, which right. apparently was never said and not true. Um, so this was my introduction to that world. Mm-hmm. My very long, very slow, very detailed introduction to that world. Uh, <laughs> so I wish more had happened. Nothing really happens in this movie, Mm-mm. I feel. And then at the end, when the the peasants rise up and storm the castle... It's, I didn't have an emotional reaction to that because it was, it was style over substance. Oh, Boom. for sure. Style over substance. Okay. Okay. I predicted to myself, you would not like this movie. I was surprised by how much I did like it. That being said, my viewership of it was such a specific. So the, so the order of things is I went to Versailles, got really interested on the train to Zurich like researched a ton. It was just like, oh my gosh. Then we get to, when we got to Venice, which was the stop after Zurich and then Lake Como, we get to Venice and I was like, we have to watch Marie Antoinette. And so we did. So for me, I had already like flooded myself with, I think, Mm -hmm. filling in a lot of the holes that the movie doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've seen that. Or like, that's from the book. (laughs) That's from the Google, that's from Wikipedia. Oh, is everybody getting it? Everybody, Kelly Vrooman reads. I think you can you can stop pushing that agenda. We get it. I just, I you know, there's something you can like read through words that you just can't get in a movie. You know. Mm-hmm. You're you're very smart. Now shut up. Uh, <laughs> did you did you find it had a story that you could hook your teeth into? This film. No, there are so many opportunities uh, for that too. There's the relationship between the king's mistress, who, again, as I just explained, was like a, a high position you got to. So the king is ripped torn. The king, the king is ripped torn. Right? His mistress. And Asia Argento is his mistress. She's like a young... But she was she married in this movie? Because um, she seems no, so young. No, probably not. But in real life, she was. Okay. Yeah, she was one that had to, I believe, get. She was not in the high court, so she had to get married, so she could be in a position to become his mistress. Yeah. So okay, just mind blowing. But that relationship is wild. Like the truly, Marie Antoinette had never spoken to her, and it Mm -hmm. became a slap in the king's face. And so finally, it was like you. She, the one sentence she ever said to this woman was, "There are a lot of people in Versailles today." And like mm-hmm. true that from the book. That was true. And it's on wow. record. Like it meant that much that she like said that one sentence that that like historians were like, 
typing it on their little seven, 1700s typewriters. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrote it down, man. It mattered, apparently. So there's so much... There, yeah. there, was, there was so much potential. They could have spent it on that one relationship. They could have spent it on the fact that she had she lost her fourth child. She actually had four kids. And she oh. the fourth one died at like 11 months. Oh. And it was devastating for her. Also, they could have built the whole right. thing around her building that little farm hamlet, which was common, right. I guess, for the aristocracy at the time to have to want to teach their kids like farm raising stuff. It was like in vogue. Okay. I didn't I he presents her with a key to this beautiful, it looked like Downton Abbey, but smaller. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, would, wouldn't you take that? If Spencer said, here, Kelly, I want you to take the house a few doors down as as a getaway, just a place for you to go to be with your friends and eat chocolate and drink wine. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't we all take that? I would never come home. I would only be right. I mean, that, What a gift. What a gift. Your kids aren't going to listen to this, right? No, no. But I, yeah. I would send them outside to the little farm hamlet I built them. Say, learn how to milk cows, come back to me when you're a full-grown person, please. <laughs> right. There are little details that I really cherished because I love the nitty-gritty. I want to know what they're eating and you know, and how they got dressed. All of that was really well done, really fascinating. And one of the things that I found interesting is at the little hamlet, a maid went out and cleaned off the eggs so that when the little prince found the eggs, they were nice and clean. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. That's brilliant. Right? I, that was what I took away from that. I could be wrong too. But yeah, when by the time Kirsten Dunst brought or the, her little girl and said like, oh, look, an egg, the egg was pristine because the shot before we were watching someone wipe down the eggs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in the spirit of historical accuracy, I don't know what is and what isn't, but why was she dressed in the bath? Oh, probably to preserve her dignity. Down in the bath. I think what to preserve her dignity. But then they made. But when she arrived at the palace, they stripped her naked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was just to show. Maybe you could read another book. (laughs) I haven't read enough. I knew I would fail this podcast. (laughs) I knew it. Um, I I found stuff like that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my guess would be in the storytelling side of things, the first one when she's in the bedroom and just gets stripped naked is probably because they wanted to show her vulnerability in this. Mm-hmm. Scenario. But Oh, that's deep. Look at you. Um, so 47 minutes in and I'm, and I'm watching and I really, I feel like I adjusted my expectations to this is a, a long, gorgeous music video. Right? It's that is it's a, like a long form music video. Yes, that is a great way to say it. That was 47 minutes in. Then another 40 minutes in, and I was like, oh fuck, it's not a music video, it's an art installation. <laughs> you know, when you go to the museum and there's a room off to the side showing a weird grainy movie, and you always want to go because you're like, a movie. And you watch this uncomfortable grainy footage and you never really I never really can stay long enough to understand what it is I'm watching or give it context Mm -hmm. that's what the movie ended up feeling like spoiler alert (laughs) Mm -hmm. interesting I I was definitely along for the ride more than than you were my husband described it as a really long montage which Mm -hmm. you know is a similar feeling to what you're saying (laughs) it is it's like walking into one of those but I 
I would, I think I would have maybe stayed longer for this in that back room at the, at the museum than I do for those things. Well, Cause you're smart. I get it. You read, you, you enjoy art installations at museums. I also think I'm just a, I would rather go to Dave and Buster's. I also just love staring at cleavage. I love staring at some nice, beautiful cleavage. A lot of boobs. Lots of great boobs. Not as much sex. And I know it's because their sex life didn't really exist. Oh, what? A, oh, you had asked if, if it was, if her children were, uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, yes. So, so apparently, and who knows who, who writes history, but the people who win, right? The people in charge. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, there were so many people that knew when the king and queen had sex that it was, I think, I think if it was, if there was a chance that those kids were not his, A, people would have known. Mm-hmm. They knew when they weren't having sex. <laughs> they knew that even right. when they went in, like there wasn't, they just knew. And uh, right. also it was each time came after a time that Louis was home and they did spend time together. Okay. I I was fascinated by their relationship. They were very fond of each other or they were very kind to each other. Right. You expect it to turn into a, oh, he's an abusive jerk and he just uses her and throws her away. But when he went to her little hamlet and said, I'd like to invite you because we're having a a gala at the castle. She was like, okay, honey. It was so sweet. That's another reason why I'm like, I don't know if he was gay. I feel like he was gay. There would have to be more posturing. There would have to be at the time, right? Because you would have to hide it. And I can imagine as a king, I kept thinking he's like... um, Paula Poundstone, right? Who's like, says she's... Wait, 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 wait. King Louis is like Paula Poundstone. Let's let's break that down. Paula Pound- okay, so Paula Poundstone seems genuinely interested in the world and the things around her. She observes. She's like interested in the intricate things. But she's also, at least in the past, has been very like, I'm not a sexual person. I'm pretty asexual. Okay. But she also, oh, okay. So I, I feel like that's that's how... She, I just know she's into her cats. I don't know much about her sexual life. So for Louis, so the cats was clo- was locks. Locks. <laughs> yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, they were lying in bed and he's like, did you know the first steel lock was invented in Bubba? And, you know, look, we've all been next to our partners. Not me, because Jeremy's perfect in every way. Right. But they get a little geeked out about something that we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. maybe that's fascinating to you, but not so much to me. Yeah. And you could see her being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Y- yeah. You want to just stick it in? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wanted more sex, man. Was, I wanted more sex. That seems kind of... Well, when they did show sex, it was Jamie Dornan, mm-hmm. who I'm a huge fan of. I think he's an amazing actor. And here's one of those details that I loved. They're rolling around in the bed. And he has big old pit stains. <gasps> is a detail. Did, did we watch the same movie? How does that shock you? I I honed in on that so quickly. I, Isn't that smart? At that point, I'm just looking for butts. I'm looking for side boob. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I realized in that moment, oh, of course, pit stains. They don't wear deodorant. I just smell the same. And we see her bathe a couple of times, but then the rest of the movie smelled bad to me. Right? Oh. How bad did it smell back then? <laughs> Even the rich, the rich who had access to baths. Yeah, but then they would just. But then, so it would be absolute disgusting bo, crotch odor, and then doused yes. with disgusting perfumes. Yes. Oh, 
Yeah. Right? I that's the kind of detail that I want. I, I want the smelly version, smell a vision version of Marie Antoinette. <laughs> it's just I mean, none of these movies really address stuff like that, or I always wonder what happens. I, I know I'm going off onto my weird tangent, but when ladies got their periods back then, mm. how did they handle it? Did they just, you know, wrap towels around their underneath parts? Did they lock themselves away for three days? Those are the details I want, Sofia Coppola, in the sequel. In the sequel to Marie Antoinette, we want it just to be called Pit Stains and Periods. Oh, could be the name of our autobiography that we write as, as a team. <laughs> we write. Our mutual autobiography. Well, so I was doing a little bit of Googling because this movie, I knew it existed, but I didn't see it back when it came out. And it got really bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Critics panned it. The public didn't like it. It was 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it got booed at Cannes. Wow. I would feel I like know. this would live its best life in the film festival circuit, except for how high budget it is. And they love when a movie can be made for $20,000, but blow everyone. Right. Well, the they tried to justify it by saying, well, they were just booing some of the inaccuracies of the history, huh. but it got booed at Cannes. So that's a huge slap in the face for Do we all involved. What they booed at? I, my impression from the article was that at the end of movies, you always hear, it got a standing ovation at Cannes that went on for 10 minutes, right? You always hear the reactions of the audience at Cannes. The reaction was booing this movie. So at the end, they were like, that's it? Boo! Maybe. Uh Uh-huh. And I was, you know, we're going to play a game later, and I tried to create a game over movie, beloved movies that at one point were panned and but then I didn't beloved this movie and I couldn't do it. It well, was like it didn't fall into that category. Part of the reason it probably got booed is because it was in France. There's no consistency with the accents, which I appreciated a little bit. Because I'm like, rather than have Molly Shannon put on a weird English or French accent, she's just Molly Shannon. So it's going to be inaccurate anyway, because we love to give anybody who's European a British accent. That's British accent. Just, That's a big pet peeve of mine. Isn't it awful? But then would you rather have... But then they didn't cast... I don't know if there was a single French actor in... But Judy Davis was doing a French accent for some reason. Who was? Judy Davis. Which character? Who's who? Which character was Judy Davis? The older woman who comes to report like, you've been selected to be the bride. You must give up the dog. Come with me. Mm-hmm. She was doing a weird... Impl- implied French accent. Mm-hmm. So it was very strange. And yes, right, they're British. Jamie Dornan was British, but Kirsten Dunst and Jason Schwartzman were yeah. English. I guess Marie Antoinette would have been Austrian. Austrian. That she yeah. Really weird. It's a I it I used to annoy people if you can believe that. What? No. No. But mm-hmm. when movies would come out and they're beloved movies. And I loved the movies, but I would say why in Dangerous Liaisons are some of them British, some of them American, mm-hmm. and they're all supposed to be French. Yeah. It was, it's annoying. I, yeah. But then you have, but then you have Amelie that because every movie, if you do a French movie, why don't, why, let's just have the French make it because they can give it to us and we will love it. Mm-hmm. Let's exactly. And make Marie Antoinette, then, then give it to me. And I will love it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's been done, right? Oh, I are we going to Google that? Is this something? Because if it has been, you know, I'm freaking watching it next. 
are you, do you have anything else you need to say before we give this man jobs and move on? Oh, um, no. Oh gosh. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to say in defense of it, but I don't, I mean, not that I feel I need to defend it. I just, I feel like I was, I was along for the ride. I feel like this would be a great movie to just get pretty daggone high and enjoy it. So if you have different reasons you watch a movie and one of them is like, I just want to freaking relax, get high Mm -hmm. and watch this movie. And I think it would be a delight. How many man jobs would you give it? Okay. I'm going to give it. And again, for the gen, for the gen pop, I would give it, I would give it a, probably a five for myself and where I was at with it. I would give it an eight. I know it's five you way too it? high. I love the experience. Wait, we're doing one out of five. Oh, one are out you of doing five? one out of ten? Oh, no, I was doing one out of ten. Yeah, no, one out of five. One out. Of Don't five. make me do that, Kelly. Pop, pop, I would give it a. I would give it a two point five. I'd give it a two point five. Okay, for myself. Yeah, I would say a above a four. I don't think four point five. I'd do four point two because of the okay. scenario surrounding my life in which I got to see this. I just got to right. go. It is so much fun to watch a movie when you've been to the place. That's why people love. Coming to LA is they're like, oh, that's where fill in the blank was filled. I got to feel that the whole time watching Rantoinette. And that was a good feeling. Of course. Your experience dictates so much of your enjoyment of the of the piece. Yeah. 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 But for other people, um, I would not guarantee they would like it. I would not be able to give them a very high score. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I would give it 2.5 like you based on how gorgeous it is. Mm-hmm. The color. I don't know anything about color, but it was, if there is a an, a an Academy Award for color, it should have gotten it. The costumes, the detail, the nitty gritty, what they were eating, what they were drinking, when that, they had that close-up shot of, she gave her brother tea and the jasmine flower opened in the tea. I mean, stuff like that just gets me hot. I really respected so much of the filmmaking, but I didn't like the film. So it's this weird... It's really hard, Kelly. It's really emotional because I want to like it, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. And there is a 2022 TV series, a French TV series, Marie Antoinette. There is a 2006 TV movie, French Marie Antoinette. So oh, smoke yeah. up and enjoy. I did see that series is out. Oh, and, uh, oh out. but you didn't watch it. I did not watch it. And what I read about it, it felt like I wasn't going to be interested, but maybe, but maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I should give it a chance. Gotcha. Well, if you do, please come back to the man cave and tell me what you think. So there you have it. Before we play our game, I need to tell everybody that man cave is a production of true story. FM engineering by Pete Wright music by Ian post. Please, please, please leave your reviews on Apple podcast, write a review. Don't just click the stars, but write a review for us. Tell us what you think. We'll give you a shout out on the air. Um, we have a, a, a member-only fandy society, really. If you give us five bucks a month, go to mancave.com slash fandy, F-A-N-D-Y. And five bucks a month gets you all our pre-shows, which are tons of fun, uh, bonus content, and a birthday message from the Mandy's. And you can join us on Discord, mancave.com slash Discord. There is a public channel, Welcome to the Man Cave, and there is a Fan Cave private channel, 
for all the good stuff where I will, uh, on the man cave discord, I'll post links to your stuff. If I remember, and if I forget, don't hesitate to tell me. Okay. <laughs> And then we have merch at mancape.com slash slash merch. And it is 35% off right now, guys. Such great t-shirts and mugs and all sorts of fun stuff to show your love and support for the Man Cave. That's the business. Now to the game. Well, Mandy, I heard that the Fandies get to watch, like Marie Antoinette, get to watch you two bathe in your clothes. Is that true? Sure. Yep. We'll do literally anything for a Fandy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So good idea. Yes. Yep. Nice, uh, nice tight white shirts. Yes. Actually, fun fact if you go to YouTube and you type in the Mandy's uh, bath time, Mandy and I used to host little funny videos in a bubble bath together. <gasps> How did see it only made sense that you did that because mine was just, just yeah. oh, this is perfect. Yes. So we that exists out there. Right. Maybe maybe uh, some links to that as well. I'm going to be... So, the game I have not prepared for you, because there no preparation is necessary, is the title game. And the way we play the title game is we... I will give you a title of a movie or TV show. And you build on to the front end or the back end by extending a word or starting a new word. So, uh, I, we, I played this with Mandy a couple of times. And uh, I'm trying to think of what the original movie title was. Maybe it was Time Bandits. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I said Time Bandits. So what it ended up as after we finished our craziness was The Walking Deadpool. Oh, God, I can't even read this. Where are my readers? This is terrible. The Walking Deadpool. Three somebody. Oh, Deadpool 3. Got it. The Walking Deadpool 3. Somebody somewhere in time bandits a wonderful life of pirates in the Caribbean or pirates of the Caribbean. There's something about Fandy. How did that happen? Anyway, are you understanding the concept? Uh, so you just start playing and then I'll, I'll have a better... I thought I understood yeah. completely until you just read what you did last yeah, there's time. Something, there's something hinky about that, but you can get it on a t-shirt on mancave.com slash merch. <laughs> That's where I'm reading it. But there's something definitely hinky. And it can be movies or TV shows. And I don't know why this movie just crossed my mind. There's a movie called Hall Pass. Mm. I don't know why, but... Kids in the Hall. There you go. Kids in the Hall pass. Mm -hmm. The passage to India. Ooh. Classy, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, kids in the hall passage to India. Something about kids. Uh, kids are all right. No, because that ha ends after that. Kids in the hall passage to Indian in the cupboard. Cabbage Patch, the old TV show. There was like that weird cartoon. Kids, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. You got it. Or was it Garbage Pail Kids? The TV show they made was Garbage Pail Kids. That was Garbage Pail. Garbage Pail Kids in the hall pass. It's to India. Indian in the cupboard. Indian in the cupboard. Cupboard on a wire. Cupboard on a wire. What? I've never heard of that. What? Cupboard on a wire? 
No, it's Indian in the cup bird on a wire. Oh. <laughs> bird on a wire. I made up this goddamn game. I can make up the rules. No, honestly, I feel like you stayed within the rules and you rocked it. Garbage. Does anything end in garbage? Bird on a wire. Ireland. I. Uh, Irish. (laughs) Irishman. Oh, it's the Irish. Garbage. Hail. Kids in the hall. Passage to Indian in the cupboard on a wire. I mean, the wire, but that doesn't get us anywhere. Exactly. I feel Ireland. There's got to be Ireland something. Irish. What's the what's that movie about the guys that are singing? They were a band and they were like, oh, yo, did do did They sang. Oh, hey, wasn't it Mustang Sally? They sang Mustang Sally, right? The commitments. Oh that- no, no. I was thinking it's a it's a movie oh. about this group of Irish sailors who ended up becoming a band and getting a hit by singing like pirate song. It sounds like a crazy night you had in college, Kelly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we all we all had sex in my dorm room, right? Is that that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garbage pale kit. Gar. Gar. What ends in gar? Cigar. Something cigar. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar pale kids. Good. Madagascar bitch pale kids. Mad. Or I, it's so hard for me to think of what ends in that because I'm like mad about you. Right. What ends in it? Ends in mad. Nomad. Oh, there was the nomad, right? The nomad with uh, Francis McDormand? Nomad land. Is that what that was called? Nomad land. Nomad land. Yeah, that's not going to do. Uh, what's the last one we're at? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Out of gas, garbage, pale, kids in the hall, passage to Indian in the cupboard on a wire. Oh my gosh. It's not bad. No. I kind of love it. I feel like we set ourselves up to want to do one more to feel satisfied, though. Like a different title or you want to add one more to this? One one. more to this, right? Oh, wait. Oh, we have more? We can do more until we hit our limit? We can do another round. Okay, cool. Let's do another round. Okay, but that was good. Madagascar garbage pale kids in the hall passage to Indian in the cupboard on a wire. Love it. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's cute. All right. Pitch a movie or a TV show. Pitch a movie or a TV show to you. uh, 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 <laughs> great. Awesome, Kel. Good job. Um, Treasure Island. National Treasure Island. Hmm. Can't spell. Land Before Time. Oh, I land, land before, before time. time. I was like, we're doing Treasure Island. Stop pitching other movies. <laughs> Got it. Nashville Treasure Island before time is that a big hit in your house yet no we haven't watched it we oh, okay yeah we tried but then it wasn't for some reason wasn't on what really were um, what's chuck norris what's his tv show is that something nash oh is it you okay. one now that he has maybe nashville i mean there's a movie called nashville but that doesn't help us now Na- or, or national i meant to say national i wrote nashville national treasure island before time management time i I don't use time bandits because we used it in the last one yeah no we can't and what about time oh time machine hot tub time machine there has to be a movie called time machine time out time in time time out i picture if it's not a real movie i picture it's 
uh, The Rock as a, he used to be a professional soccer player and now he's just a coach and he's having to coach like a bunch of six-year-olds and right. falling in love with the mom of one of the kids. Sure. That's, Let's write it. That's the time out yeah. that you and I are going to write. Yes. The future movies don't count, right? Correct. Not yet. Not yet. But when we have you back. Yeah. Timeout will be a thing. Um, National Treasure Island before time. I'm. I'm. I'm, de- I'm not there. There was a movie called I'm Not There. Not there. Okay. Air. Uh, yeah, it could be there, it could be air, there, something about Mary. <laughs> there, something about Mary. All right. Something about Mary, Mary. Me. Is that a movie? Mm-hmm. Right? Mary Me? Yes. I'm feeling mean like girls. 890. Oh, Mary Mean Girls. National Treasure Island before time. There. Time not there's something about Mary Mean Girls. Gone wild. Yes. <laughs> Gone. Okay. Wild together. things. I wait, what is it? Oh, gone wild. Wild things. Things. Did I just back us into a corner? Things aren't right. Thing. Thing. Things. Oh, I think you took us one too many in this direction. Wild. Okay felt all right but we're gonna, so we're gonna end it with national treasure island before time not there's something about mary mean girls gone wild things <laughs> yeah. kelly mean girls gone wild things is so funny kelly broomman thank you so much for joining me in the man cave today uh it was wonderful to be here thank you so much for the mimosa you gave me no just kidding you didn't but <laughs> where can people find you on social media if they want to check you out sure i'm on instagram I am at Kelly Vrooms. I also have a TikTok. I think I'm also at Kelly Vroom in there, but I'm called Mom Fun. Um, and then uh, on Facebook, at Kelly Vroom in my name. And, you know, I post when I feel like it. So <laughs> don't expect oh, to touch me. Smell you. But I've got a wonderful library of stuff for you to come check out. Excellent. Thank you so much, my friend. Love you. Love you. And we'll be back next week in the Man Cave. Thank you.